Good evening, everybody. This is the End of Day podcast coming from Marcus today. And this one's coming from Marcus. Henry is on the slopes or in hospital by now, I imagine. We will find out on Monday. And he's picked a heck of a day to go on holiday, have to say. ASX 200 index on the back of that CPI number out of the US, which was a little bit less than expected. Our market was at one point up 121 points, has closed up 111 points. That's 1.6%. With every sector in the green or blue, whichever color you use, resources up 2.01%. And interest rate sensitive sectors doing well today. We had info technology up 2.27% and REITs up 3.18%. Goodman Group up 4.1% today. Lendlease up 4.8%. Charter Hall up 3.6% amongst the REITs and resources, the other sector that's really leading today. Part of this is thanks to the fall in the US dollar. The US dollar looks like it has reversed. And if you believe all the strategists, it may well be we really have finally reached peak hawkishness in the US, in which case the US dollar is not needed as a safe haven currency. It dropped over 1% last night. That's a huge move for a currency. And the lower the US dollar goes, the cheaper commodities get or anything gets that's priced in US dollars, which allows the price of commodities to go up. And that's certainly what they did overnight. Things like the nickel price up 5%. And all Asian markets up today, China up 1.2% as I speak, Hang Seng up 2.4%, Japan up 1.0%. As I wrote in in my section today, I imagine Jerome Powell has sat down at the Federal Reserve boardroom table today with his colleagues and opened a nice bottle of wine to celebrate the idea that the Fed may be finally almost catching up with the curve. A central bank, I'm afraid, is always behind the curve. And you may find that even though we think they're ahead of the curve at the moment and have got on top of inflation, take it three or six months down the track when they are barreling into recession and you'll suddenly find they are behind the curve again because they've raised rates too much. Anyway, a good day for the Federal Reserve, a good day for the markets. Wall Street last night was pretty muted, I've got to say. It didn't exactly blow our socks off. As you'll see in our pre-market report today, Dow Jones only up 86 last night, having been up 326, and it went down pretty much all day and even after the CPI announcement. had a quick blip up and then carried on going down. NASDAQ was a bit better, up 1.15%. But of course, the sector of the day, the sector du jour, is the gold sector. Gold sector today up 4.53% on my very pretty new sector performance chart, which is in the end of day email these days and in the midday email. I hope you're liking our redesign. We've also got a very nice new presentation of the biggest movers, the top gainers and top losers. I wanted to call it the biggest losers, but I got voted out. So new tables of biggest gainers and biggest losers and the new top 20 table every day. And that'll tell you today that resources have led. BHP up 1.5%, Rio up 3.0% and Macquarie tears in my eyes to tell you it's up 2.6%. I, of course, have cashed out of our one-stock portfolios running into this CPI number. And after the 121-point drop in our market last Friday, giving the heebie-jeebies, Macquarie now on the rise, up 2.6% today, and BHP on the rise. I have not bought into the market today, concerned with the lack of US 
excitement at this CPI number. We seem to have overdone it today, in which case let's just see if this follows through to be a trend rather than a moment, which takes me back to the sector du jour, gold. The gold price should be going down, I have to tell you. The gold price is supposed to go up when inflation breaks out, when we are riddled with fear and when the baked bean can shelf has been emptied by hoarders and when there's not a shotgun left in the house. Gold is supposed to go up, but we have inflation peaking out, the markets behaving themselves, the world fearless, and here we have the gold price going up. What on earth is going on? Gold stocks today included Northern Star up 4.3%, Newcrest up 3.7%. Regis Resources up 6.3%. Gold Road up 4.5%. Everything flying along today in the gold world. I find it very hard to buy into gold. It's never an investment. It's always a trade. And every time I've tried to be clever, I have thrown myself on the rocks. So I will leave gold to Henry. I think he has a few gold stocks in his smaller company's portfolio. Otherwise, events today included a Philip Lowe speech. And he threw out the mildly dovish idea that they haven't decided whether more rate hikes are needed and he has an open mind about future tightening. I heard one or read one headline which said RBA Governor Hawkish, the Australian cabinet, is going to decide on their next RBA governor soon. I find it very hard to suggest that they will appoint somebody new, but there you go, they may. We also saw some numbers today. China's exports fell 12.4% in June, the biggest drop in three years suggests a struggling economy, but our resources sector didn't mind today. Imports were also down. Some of the major banks were being grilled today about gouging their customers on rates, but also about scams. Nothing too worrying for them, but they were, or there were a few bosses in Canberra today. So you'll see some headlines about what they had to say tomorrow. One of the comments was, there is no Australian mortgage cliff in sight. After rate hikes, they would say that talking their own book. Other stocks to mention today would be a good performance from Mineral Resources, up 3.9%, iron ore, of course, as well as a lithium investment, and South 32. If metal prices do actually pick up, South 32 is not just an income stock. It's got quite cheap fundamentals, but you need metal prices to turn. So not surprised it looks a little bit better today. It needs to follow through, though. Stocks going nowhere today, all the boring stuff. Insurance stocks down today. Insurance insurance companies have big investments in bonds. They like yields going up. When bond yields go up, it's as good as an upgrade for stocks like QBE. Anyway, QBE, one of the worst performers today, down 2.9% to be expected. And some of the utilities, defensive stocks also. Healthcare on the nose a bit today. When the markets go up, the risk appetite improves. So you'll find some of those no earnings, all sentiment stocks. Is that a good acronym? Acronym? Acronym, Marcus. No earnings, all sentiment. NIAS. No, it doesn't really sound very good. Sean, backwards maybe. Sean stocks. 
go up when sentiment improves. In the announcements today, not too much to go on. Net wealth, possibly the most mentionable. We have a new company announcements table in our newsletter today. Hope you like that. All part of or part of this is a few emails I've had about bigger fonts, please. I forget our demographic are not riddled with 2020 vision. In our new announcements table today, net wealth up 5.2%, reported a significant increase in funds under administration up 26% during the financial year. Global Lithium Resources, GL1, down 5.2% after announcing a discovery. St. Barbara up 3.8% on production numbers. And that'll probably do you today. We are, of course, focused on a few things now. The US results season, big finance reports tomorrow night three big investment banks with more investment banks or big finance stocks next week. We also see a couple of big tech stocks report next week, Tesla and Netflix. But really, it starts the week after that with Microsoft on Monday. And then we get Amazon, Google and a host of others reporting that week. So that's about it. I hope you enjoyed the Marcus rendition of the end of day podcast. Let's hope Henry is ensconced in a bar rather Rather than a hospital ward at this very moment in time, he is skiing. And in his absence, I will be back tomorrow.